Chapter 21 I called Jasmine's phone and took a deep breath. Please be awake, please be awake, please be awake, I muttered. I was so distracted that I missed my glass as I tried pouring orange juice into it. I swore and grabbed a towel from the drying rack. I threw it onto the orange puddle on the counter. I wedged my phone between my ear and my shoulder. I wiped up juice and listened to Jasmine's phone ringing. Hello? She finally mumbled. Jasmine, hey, we need to talk. I really screwed up. What? Liv? She sounded drowsy. More than drowsy. More like barely coherent. Yeah, look, the dreams. Uh, I think I know why I'm having them. I think they're trying to tell me what I'm supposed to do. I heard her sigh into the phone. What? Or what I was supposed to do, anyway. Liv, you're getting more and more confusing the longer you talk. Okay. I dropped the towel and sat at the kitchen table. I thought maybe sitting still would calm me enough that my thoughts would make sense. Here's the thing. I'm still having the dreams. You are? They didn't stop after your birthday? I shook my head even though she couldn't see it. I'm still having them, and they're going back in time now. I dreamed about inviting Cam to my party, and then last night I just dreamed about that big event we had at the club a week or so ago. Okay... And I think I figured it out, I said, and stood from the table. I know why Cam is with Sydney and not with me. It's because I screwed up. I didn't do something I should have done. What were you supposed to do? Jasmine asked. I took a deep breath. I rubbed at my forehead. I didn't help David, I said, my voice lowering. He was getting hazed by some of the other guys at the club, and I knew about it. My voice quivered. I hadn't felt guilty about what had happened to David until this morning, and now I felt guilty about not doing anything, and I felt even more guilty about not feeling guilty about not doing anything for so long. I didn't help him, I muttered. I should have, and I didn't, so instead Cam helped him. Okay, Jasmine said. She didn't sound like she fully believed me. And your dreams told you this? Yeah, I dropped back into my chair at the kitchen table. I dreamed that I stopped the guys who were doing it. I stood up for David and Cam saw me do it. And I think, I think that's what made him start to like me. Really? Yeah. My voice lowered again. I looked down and picked at a snag on my thumbnail. The thing is, Jazz, I didn't really think Cam was that hot or anything until that day. I didn't do anything to help David, but Cam did. He yelled at those jerks and got in their faces and it made him, I don't know, irresistible. Jasmine laughed. Come on, Jazz, I'm serious. I'm sorry, she said, and calmed her laughter. It's just that irresistible is a very strong word. I've seen the guy live. I don't know if that's how I would describe him. But you've just seen him stocking groceries or hanging out at birthday parties, I argued. I saw him stand up for my little brother. It was a really cool thing for him to do. I'm sorry, Jasmine said again. I'm sure it would be different if he did that for my little brother. It would be. And then last night I dreamed that I stuck up for David instead of Cam, and I think it made Cam like me. The same way it had made me like him when he'd done it. And I think that's where everything got messed up. I think that's why Cam is with Sydney when he should be with me. Because I messed up. Huh. So, I stood. I squared my shoulders. I walked to the counter and poured myself a new glass of juice. I know what I need to do now. Really? Jasmine sounded surprised. What's that? I rolled my eyes. I have to stick up for David, of course, and I have to do it in front of Cam. That's what should have made him like me in the first place, so that's what will get him to like me now. You don't think it's too late now? No. I shoved the orange juice back in the fridge. 
It can't be too late. I'll find a way to turn this around. I have to. I shut the fridge door. This might be why I've been having these dreams in the first place. Because I was going to screw it up, and the dreams will get me back on track. Maybe, Jasmine said. There's no maybe. I have to be right about this. Liv, Jasmine's voice was calm and quiet. She's never calm and quiet. What, I said. I ran a hand over the counter, looking for orange juice residue. What if they're just dreams? I mean, really? I shook my head. They're not. They can't be. I know it. Jasmine breathed. Okay. I didn't like the disbelief in her voice. I just have to prove to her that I was right. Well, I said. I shot a confident smile into the phone that she couldn't see. I'll talk to you later. I have to get to work. I'd slept at my mom's house, but David had stayed at our dad's. I left for work a few minutes early so I could pick him up on the way. We didn't talk in the car. We don't usually talk much anyway. I kind of wanted to ask him if he was getting picked on anymore. But we don't have the kind of relationship where we talk openly about that kind of stuff. Or any stuff, really. And besides, I thought it would be better for me to just catch Adam or Trevor doing something mean and then yell at them for it. Hopefully in front of Cam. But if not, somehow Cam could find out about what I'd done. When we got to work, I saw Adam moving golf carts around outside the bag room. I figured he'd probably be the only other bag boy working with David today. They usually only have two guys working in the bag room at a time, unless there's a big event at the club like we'd had the other day. I felt that little disappointed drop in my stomach when I realized that Cam probably wouldn't be working today. But it couldn't change what I had to do. I had to find a way to help David, and just hope Cam would find out about it later. I got busy setting up my beverage cart. When I was ready to head out onto the course, I stopped by the bag room to top off my cart's gas tank and spy on David and Adam. I parked my cart several yards from the bag room door. I slipped up to it without making a sound. I stood outside the door listening for a few seconds. The only sounds coming from the bag room were the swishing and splashing of someone scrubbing clubs. I popped around the corner and looked inside. David stood by a rack of golf bags cleaning clubs. Adam sat in a nearby chair and hovered over a golf shoe. He must be changing out a set of spikes. He looked up at me. Yeah? I gave him a courteous smile. I'd have to catch him in a cruel act later. I think I need gas for my cart. He glanced at David. Do you want to help her or do you want me to? David shrugged. I don't care. I looked back and forth between the two of them. I'd never seen them act so civil to each other. Adam sighed and set the golf shoe on the floor next to his chair. I'll do it, he said and stood. He walked me outside and filled up my gas tank. I found ways to check on David throughout the day. I'd loop around the course selling drinks. Then I'd cruise up to the clubhouse. I'd slow down and creep past the bag room. Once, I hopped out of my cart and stepped inside. David was inside reading a sports magazine. Adam was out washing carts. David asked me what I needed. I lied and said I needed help with something, but for I forgot what it was. I got back into my cart and drove away. As the morning wound away into afternoon, I felt this weird little panic, like I was running out of time. No matter how much I hovered around Adam and David, I never saw even a hint of anything bad going on. I was screwed. By the time I drove David home that afternoon, I'd given up on the idea of ever sneaking up on them in the act of hazing. I decided to just come out and talk to my brother about it. So, I glanced at him and smiled. He frowned at me, probably wondering why in the world I would ever smile at him or talk to him. I crunched my eyebrows together to look concerned. How are things going for you in the bag room these days? David shrugged. Is Adam or anyone else giving you any trouble? He froze. He stared out the windshield like he hadn't heard me. You know what I mean, I continued, stammering over my words. Are any of the guys 
doing those things that they did to you before? His face flashed red. His eyes widened. He didn't look at me or say anything. He just shook his head. Fast. I lowered my voice. I had to get him to believe that I was a caring older sister. Are you sure? I said. Because if there's anything they're doing to you, I could say something or tell Jason or something. He stared away from me. He licked his lips. I'm fine. I stopped at a red light. I looked at my little brother. Promise? He let his eyes wander sideways over to me. He let out a breath. His shoulders and chest drooped a little. I promise, he said softly. Cameron took care of it. I nodded. I recognized the look on his face. He was embarrassed about what had happened, but he was also relieved because it was over. I smiled. I was bummed that I couldn't swoop in and save him from Adam and the others, but I also felt a lightness just knowing that David was safe. It made me feel, I don't know, peaceful. The red light turned green. I accelerated through the intersection. I didn't need to save David. He wasn't going to help me get Cam. But I wasn't giving up either. There had to be a way to get back to the life I'd seen in my dreams.